Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal, a match day edition of Inside Arsenal. Of course, the Carabao Cup fourth round takes place a little bit later on today. Arsenal travelling to West Ham for an all-Premier League tie. I will be heading up to the game in just a few hours' time. I'm going to be in the press box for that one tonight. So keep your eyes peeled for all the usual stuff from me. I'll be doing live match updates of course, and hopefully, if I get time, we'll do a video from the ground afterwards. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, myself and James Ben sat down for Inside Arsenal Extra Time yesterday. That show went out uh, yesterday evening. Uh, it is down there on the channel somewhere if you haven't heard it or watched it yet already. We do look quite a, quite a lot into tonight's game, speak pretty in-depth about what might happen to team selection, that sort of thing. So give that a watch if you have time to Day. All right, let's get cracking on today's show then, shall we? Of course, dominated by tonight's game at the London Stadium. Should be a cracker, should be played in pretty wild conditions as well. If you're not over here in the UK, if you're watching this somewhere else in the world, then we've got a big storm coming in today. Hopefully it won't be too bad in London. Other parts of the country looks like going to be impacted a lot more with really, really heavy rain and very, very strong winds. But it is certainly going to impact London in some way, which could make for an interesting evening. So there is a chance that the worst of it is going to hit after the game. So I think getting back from the London Stadium is going to be a lot of fun tonight. Uh, but yeah, it could be interesting conditions for the game. Arsenal very, very used to that, though. When you think back at recent games, Chelsea away at Stamford Bridge, Sevilla away in the Champions League, both played in horrible conditions, driving rain. So hopefully that might help them out a little bit this time. This is Arsenal's graphic. And as you can see on the graphic that they're previewing the game, they've got Emil Smith-Rowe front and centre. And I do imagine that Emil will be in action today. It's definitely going to be a change team. We've seen what Mikel Arteta has had to say in his press conference yesterday, building up to this one. But he's made a really strong point of saying, look, we are taking this very, very seriously. I'm not thinking about Newcastle, he says. West Ham is the primary focus. He's talked about how he's determined to get the players up for this game. He doesn't want them to take it lightly. He said it would be arrogant of Arsenal to do so. And I absolutely agree with him. I think this is a competition that Arsenal need to be taken seriously. As I said yesterday, yes, it's probably bottom of the priorities list just because of what else is on offer potentially for Arsenal this season. But that doesn't mean they should just look the other way and meekly surrender and go out of this competition. They've got a good chance of winning this competition, even by making changes during these early rounds. So you know, I don't expect him to play a full strength team today, nor probably should he play a full strength team today because of that match against Newcastle that's coming up on Saturday. But he should still play a very strong team, one that's capable of winning. And I think he will. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on in this episode in terms of my predicted 11 for this game. But you look at the squad that Arsenal now have, the strength that they have pretty much in all areas, and they can still put out a really strong side. They did that in the last round against Brentford. They got through what was a really tricky tie against a very strong Brentford team at Brentford with that with that team. And I think today they might even go a little bit stronger than we saw at Brentford. You know, Mikel's got lots of options available to him. The likes of Bukai Saka, I imagine, will be rested. Gabriel Martinelli, I imagine, will be rested. You know, Declan Rice, who again we'll talk about a little bit later on in this show. For me, I think you rest Declan Rice for this game. William Saliba, you give him the night off for this game. They'll probably be on the bench, but I'm not sure they start the game. But even with those players not in the team, you've still got really strong options for Arsenal. You know, Reese Nelson's been pushing for a start, probably. You know, he scored the winner in the last game against Brentford. Leandro Trossard was brilliant, I thought, the weekend when he came on in that game against um, Sheffield United. 
he should be put, he, he'll be starting today, you would imagine, whether that be as a nine or as a on the over on the left. You know, really top quality players there. You know, Kai Havertz, another opportunity for him to impress today. In midfield, you bring in a Jorginho, Fabio Vieira, Emil Smith-Rowe. You know, really, really strong players here. Good quality players who need their chance to impress and you would hope will be desperate to take their chance to impress. Um, and so I'm thinking it's going to be a really, really strong team this evening, even with the changes that Mikel Arteta is expected to make. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see some of the pictures I've put up from training yesterday. Um, a couple of the youngsters involved, Ethan Wanieri was there, uh, didn't make the squad. I don't think Ethan made the squad against Brentford. Obviously, Charles Sego Jr. started that game, which was a little bit of a surprise. Omar Mario Kozia Dubri was on the bench, and you substitute. He scored a couple of goals at the weekend for the 21s. Could he be involved today? It'd be good to see the likes of Wanieri on the bench. But I do think, as we've seen in previous rounds, that there will be you know, potentially Odegaard, Saka, Martinelli, those sort of players on the bench just in case they are needed. Um, I think back to the game against Brentford when Arsenal were really sort of under the cosh in that second half and Brentford were looking for the equaliser. Arsenal threw on some subs. I think Odegaard came on. Um, I can't remember who else, but I think it made, there were some strong players who came on and that just settled things down a little bit for Arsenal. They got a little bit more control on the game because of the quality of the subs they brought on. And I imagine that's why, again, we will see a fairly strong subs bench, maybe with a sprinkling of one or two youngsters today. Declan Rice could well be a, be amongst that substitutes bench. Mikel spoke about him yesterday in his press conference. Obviously, he was a, you know, central to that press conference, which you can understand because of the story there. It's his first time potentially back at West Ham following his move. In the summer, Mikel saying that he probably will be involved. I can't imagine he'll be starting just because he's so important to this Arsenal team, especially with Thomas Partey currently out injured. And Arsenal have got that huge, huge Premier League game against Newcastle, which is going to be one of the toughest away games of the season on Saturday night. You know, Declan Rice, touch wood, he doesn't get injured very much. So you could play him today and he'd still be fine, you would imagine, for Saturday. But I still think you may be err on the side of the caution for this one because of his importance to this team, because of that game against Newcastle. And you maybe put him on the bench um, potentially to come on. I'm sure he'll want to play. It's a huge occasion for him going back to West Ham for the first time. David Moyes was speaking about it yesterday in his press conference ahead of the game. He said a few comments about it. He said, I hope we'll see Declan back. This is a man who lifted the first European trophy in 50 years at West Ham. He should be welcomed back with open arms. He was a brilliant member of the team and conducted himself impeccably as a West Ham captain. I'm really looking forward to seeing him. I'm not sure I want him to play, but I hope he is there. And I'm not surprised he's not sure if he wants him to play because, look, Declan Rice is such a quality player. We've seen the impact he's had at Arsenal already this season, how much better they are when he is in the team. And I'm sure, I'm sure West Ham will be boosted significantly when the team sheet comes out about 6.30 this afternoon if Declan Rice's name is not in that starting eleven, But he'll probably be on the bench. It'll be interesting to see what reception he gets. So I spoke about yesterday, as David Moyes says here, he should be welcomed back with open arms 100%. Absolutely, he should be because of what he gave to that club, because of the way he left that club. You know, there was no animosity there. He left with his head held high, having won the trophy, won the European trophy. Um, you know, he's always said good things about West Ham, continues to say good things about West Ham. Will he be universally welcomed back? I doubt it because that's the nature of football. And there will be some fans who will be not happy at the fact he's now playing for Arsenal. But hopefully on the whole, he will get a good reception. He certainly deserves it. Even if he doesn't, he's not the type of player who'll be overly bothered by it. I imagine he's got such a strong character, such a strong personality. 
and he'll thrive on it. And if, if he gets a bit of grief, if he gets a bit of abuse, he'll probably want to come on, make the difference in that second half and drive Arsenal on to a win. And he's going to get a lot of support because there's going to be a lot of Arsenal fans there. Of course, it's a cup game. It's not your usual league game. So it's going to be far more than the usual 3,000 supports. I think it's six or 7,000 heading there, Arsenal fans today. So it should be a really cracking atmosphere at the London Stadium. Uh, and I'm really, really looking forward to it. Arsenal have got bad memories of that place after what happened in the league at the end of last season, obviously throwing away that two-goal lead. Will that be in the back of their minds? Hopefully not. But if it is, hopefully they use that to sort of drive them on to get the result that they uh, will be looking for a little bit later on today. OK, just to draw your attention, if you haven't seen it yet, I've tweeted out an interview that I've done with Mikel Arteta. You'll probably, a few of you will remember, a couple of weeks ago, I went into the training ground, sat down with Mikel for an interview. It was when I got that picture taken of me and him with the book. Um, it, was an in, it was an interview I got through Team Talk and Football 365, who I do a bit of, a bit of uh, work with now. Uh, it was all part of soccer manager it was an opportunity because he's an ambassador for soccer manager the game so we got some uh we got given some minutes some time with him it was a different sort of interview because it was a soccer manager thing it wasn't anything to do with arsenal there was if, if you understand how how the media works sometimes you get these opportunities with players or managers but there are certain parameters set by the people doing the interviews and in this case with soccer manager because it was nothing to do with arsenal the the interview had to be about not really Arsenal related. It had to be more about Mikel, which was kind of tough. And I sat down before it thinking, you know, what can we talk about? How do we, how, how am I going to, how am I going to do this? Because it's not easy to sit down with Mikel Arteta and not talk specifically about Arsenal and what's going on. So we spent a lot of time, I, I thought I was trying to get in sort of underneath, learn more about Mikel and his ways and what inspires him as a leader and, um, you know, where that inspiration comes from. And we sat down and I thought it was a decent interview. Anyway, I've put it out today. I've, I've posted it on social media. You can find it on my Twitter. I'm going to put it in the description below if you want to read it as well, the link, so you can click on it. This was a little bit about it. And I was we were talking about, um, he said, there's lots of times when he sort of questions himself. And he thinks, why do I do what I do? Because there's lots of dark times. Obviously, in management, you get, you're barely with your family. You're there all the time at the training ground working. You don't get to see your loved ones very often it takes over all you live your life because even when you do go at home it's constantly um you know getting phone calls or everything like that and he knows and all managers know that you're only one bad run almost away from the sack and you know so he's constantly he says to me that every day he questions himself why do i do what i do he says it's a really important question that he asks himself every day just because he wants to remind himself why he does it why he puts himself through it and takes himself away from his family especially when he's had such a successful playing career he could quite easily just retire for the rest of his life and enjoy things with his family and he was talking about the players and how they inspire him and this was a little quote from it he says you go into a dressing room full of different people and different characters I was looking at them the other day I was just walking around and I realized we have 19 different nationalities the way they interact with each other the way they talk to each other the way they have banter with each other the way they demand from each other it's fascinating they all have their own story, but they are all here in London at Colney together seeking the same dream. It's extraordinary. It doesn't happen in many industries, and I must enjoy that. And that's what he's talking about in this interview, about how he reminds himself why he does what he does, because he has to enjoy the little things. He has to enjoy the opportunity he has to transform, he says, these people's lives that he now has working under him, the players who've all come here for this opportunity, for this dream they've had since they were a kid. And he's the man now in charge of trying to transform their lives and making the best out of that talent that they've been given. I thought it was a decent interview. I do, do say some, some, 
if I do say so myself, as I was only done it. But I thought it came out pretty well. And so, yeah, if you want to read it, it's in the description below. I think it does give a little fascinating insight into the life of Mikel Arteta and the man, the leader, what his family means to him, what players mean to him, all that sort of thing. So, yeah, give it a read. It's in the description below. Okay, turning back to tonight, just quickly on my predicted 11 for this game. This is what I'm going for. It's probably going to be wrong. In fact, I'm I'm sure it will be wrong. Um, but this is the 11 that I'm going for tonight that I think Mikel might might select. So Ramsdale, obviously, in goal. I'm going with about four of Ben White, Gabriel, Tomiyasu and Kivior. Now, Kivior and Tomiyasu could swap round. You know, he could potentially play Tomiyasu at left-back and Kivior at centre-back. It's just that at Brentford, he went the other way. He played with Tomiyasu next to Gabriel at centre-back with Kivior at left-back. There is a chance that Zinchenko could play this game because, you know, I think most of us probably are hoping that Tomiyasu starts at Newcastle. It feels like a game for Tomiyasu. That one on Saturday, and if Mikel's thinking that, he might give Tomiyasu the night off here and make sure that he's fine for Newcastle. So Zinchenko could even play at left-back in this game. We'll have to wait and see. I think Jorginho will be in midfield. I'm then going for a midfield ahead of him of Smith-Rowe and Vieira. Looking at, it looks like that might be a little bit lightweight, especially with the kind of, you know, the mobility issues that Jorginho has. He's obviously not the youngest anymore. He's not the best at getting around the pitch. Do you need to sort of beef that up a little bit if you're playing Jorginho? Will Smith Rowe and Vieira be strong enough? We'll have to wait and see. But that's what I've gone for in my predicted eleven. So Jorginho, Smith Rowe and Vieira. Then I'm going for Nelson, Havertz, and Trossard as the front three. Obviously, Eddie could easily get a start tonight. We'll have to wait and see. Um, and if he does, then Havertz could potentially come into the midfield. Well, you know, there's there's loads of options. It's almost impossible to predict. But that's what the the eleven that I've gone for tonight feel free to come back and drop in the comments at 6.30 tonight when the team sheet, team sheet comes out and laugh at how wrong I was. I've had a few questions and comments and suggestions for a start in 11, which I'll go through before we wrap up things today. Here's one from Ikeman. He says, even if Jesus is miraculously fit, I'll still play Eddie at Newcastle. Imagine what it will do to Eddie's confidence if he gets dropped for Newcastle after scoring a hat-trick. Matter of fact, I'll say even rest Eddie for this Carabao Cup game just to make sure he's primed and ready to go for Newcastle. Yeah, I think What's going on with Jesus will certainly could well dictate what happens with Inketia tonight. If there is a realistic possibility that Jesus could play at Newcastle, then I imagine Jesus, uh, Inketia starts. And I get what you mean when you're talking about Eddie's confidence. He's just got a hat-trick. Do you drop him seriously after doing that for a game as big as Newcastle? I think realistically for me, yes, if Jesus is fit, and you have no worries about that injury, and then I play Jesus, just frankly, because he's a better player than Eddie Nketiah, and this is Newcastle way. You know, if Jesus goes and produces a tight performance, he does against Sevilla at Newcastle this weekend, and I think Arsenal win the game. It's plain and simple. And as good as Eddie was at the weekend, as good a hat-trick as that was, I still think you play Jesus if you've got a choice between the two of them, even if that will knock Eddie's confidence a little bit. But I think you play you play Inketia tonight. If Jesus is fit, then play Eddie Inketia tonight. Keep that momentum going. But thanks very much for that, Ike Man. And a couple of suggestions here for your starting 11s. Uh, one from, oh, apologies for getting this wrong, Lang, Lango 1A159. Apologies again for getting that wrong. You've gone with Ramsdale, Kivior, Gabriel, White, Tomiyasu, Jorginho, ESR, Havertz, Nelson, Martinelli, Inketia and Sego. Is that 11 players? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. I think you've got 12 players there. <laughs> One of those gets needs to get left out. As much as I'd love to see Arsenal play with 12 players tonight. Let me just double check that. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Yep, you've definitely got my 12 players. You're going to have to drop one of those. Uh, I should have probably noticed that before I put this comment on the board. Um, 
if you've got Nelson Martinelli and Nketiah, then you certainly don't need Charles Sago Jr. on that. Uh, Sly Arsenal's gone with Ramsdale in goals. Inchenko, which could well be an option, as I said, if if because um, I'd certainly be playing Tommy Asu over Zinchenko this weekend at Newcastle if I was in charge. But Ramsdale, Zinchenko, Kivior, Saliba, Tommy Asu, Vieira, Jorginho, ESR, Trossard, Odegaard. Have I... Three, six, no, there you go. I thought I was done 12 again there. So what you got? You got a back four. No, that is 12. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. What are you all doing to me, people? Why am I put? Why am I bringing up? <laughs> why have I brought up two teams that have got 12 players in them? Uh, you do know it's 11 players on a football team, yeah? Um, yeah, so one of those players is going to have to go as well. Um, but I get what you mean. I certainly wouldn't be playing Saliba, Sly Arsenal, I have to say. You don't, not for me. Saliba played at the weekend. Gabriel didn't. So Gabriel plays this game, not Saliba. Saliba gets a night off so he can rest those weary legs ahead of Newcastle this weekend. All right, that's it from me, everyone. Thank you very much for watching or listening, of course, to this around the world. Like I said, I will be heading up to um, West Ham in just a few hours' time. The rain has already started falling here as I look out my window. It's horrible. It's dark. It's windy. It's wet. What a night it is for cup football. So keep your eyes peeled from me, all the usual stuff, match updates live on social media. And uh, maybe, hopefully, if I get time after the game, I'll do a quick video. If not, I'll be back tomorrow to speak very much in depth about what's hopefully going to be a nice Arsenal Cup victory. Until then, everyone, have a very good day and go down below into the description and find that link to Mikel Arteta's interview that I did. Have a great day, everyone. I'll speak to you soon. 